0: Hey, it's Molly Cox, and this is The Story Goes in San Antonio, Texas, and it is a collaborative podcast between KLRN, your public uh, television station, and SA2020, a nonprofit that drives progress toward a shared vision of a thriving San Antonio together we sat down and said, hey, let's tell a more complete story of San Antonio rather than uh, headlines or taglines. Let's really see like what we're trying to do in San Antonio to, to reach our community vision. And why not at the same time highlight people and organizations who are sometimes quietly, sometimes loudly participating in that change? Um, and so today we have Brian Dillard. And depending on who you talk to, it could be quiet. It could be loud. <laughs> 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 Brian um, is not only like a major community member and lives in our in district, council district two, and was like part of some, Fantastic work over there. You are also now officially Mm -hmm. hired by the city of San Antonio. You're a city employee, a public service agent.
1: Yeah, Yeah, isn't that crazy?
0: (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about sort of your journey to get to the city of San Antonio, like working there. But first, I just want to say, because it's super fancy, Brian um, Dillard is the chief innovation officer, Mm -hmm. CIO, Uh, For the city of San Antonio. And we're going to talk a little bit more about um, what innovation means as it relates to this job, because innovation is sort of like that catch all word. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's saying like innovation. It's the new it's resilience. It's equity. Right. We just keep saying words and hope people understand what it means. how did you get to the city of San Antonio? Not, I mean, you can talk about how you got to the actual community of San Antonio mm-hmm. and then yeah. how you're now working at the city.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm third generation Eastside San Antonio. Um, I went off to the military for about 10 years and got stationed back here and decided to get out and stayed in cybersecurity for a while uh, for a private firm uh, downtown. Um, while I was doing that, me and my wife bought a house in Dignity Hill and uh, renovated it for a few years back in 2013. hmm um, that's when I kind of got involved in the Neighborhood Association there. Yeah. Uh, my wife worked for a city council, uh, city councilwoman for a while. Uh, and so that plugged me into city council and city hall and seeing how everything in the background worked. I mean, I already had a political, a degree in political science when I moved back to San Antonio. So I had an interest in it. Uh, I thought for a while when I was younger that I wanted to run for office, mm-hmm. but then I saw what that meant and I was like- <laughs> What
0: it means to run for office.
1: Good. <laughs>
0: I, feel, I feel solid. I'm
1: okay. I'm okay. I'll stay on a low level. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I jumped into the neighborhood association mix, um, trying to make an impact on the community that I came from. Yeah. Um, turned out I was a gentrifier when I came back because oh, I had wow. a higher salary. Um, you know, I was demanding more amenities in my neighborhood. I was yeah. demanding new sidewalks. Right. Um, new infrastructure, and so um, yeah, it was it was an interesting dynamic to be from that neighborhood and come back and be considered a ginger fire. So yeah. you, you try to figure out the dynamics and the balance of that, um, and so I did that for about three years, um, and then um, after that, I went, yeah, I joined the city of San Antonio. I mean,
0: were yeah. you? It's I find it so interesting too that you like were in the military, you were in private the private sector doing cybersecurity. Um, You're like sort of dipping your toe into neighborhood associations and like neighborhood development, etc. And then you now work at the city of San Antonio. And I I feel like I'm okay with saying we never think government and innovation at the same time, right? Right. Like, so the fact that the city of San Antonio has an office of innovation or a chief innovation officer Mm -hmm. automatically becomes sort of like a, like, like I scooby doo Mm -hmm. it, like, um, so I'm curious, right. Then were you always, when you were growing up interested in like tech and cybersecurity and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. did the military move you that way?
1: Yeah. The military definitely drew me into tech a little bit further than I ever thought I would go. Okay. Um, um, but at the end of my military career, I knew I didn't want to stay in cybersecurity. Actually, in 2012, when I got out, I applied for like 10 jobs at the city of San Antonio. Okay. And they didn't hire me.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, remember that time you didn't hire me? Yeah. And now I'm your chief innovation officer? <laughs> Whatever. Um, I guess my question to you then, right, is San Antonio itself is sort of becoming this tech booming city, mm-hmm. right? We know that we're number two in cybersecurity in the United States, uh, just behind Washington, D.C., right. which is, we that's where We want to be behind Washington, Mm D.C. We don't want to be ahead of Washington, (laughs) D.C. We also know that from like tech jobs, et cetera, that when it comes to our workforce, we're producing like one person for every 10 I.T. jobs that are available right now, which means we're having sort of a weird dynamic of needing to recruit people from out of town while also balancing how are we building up our own homegrown workforce um, I realize that your innovation office at the city of San Antonio, and I want to get into sort of what it does do, isn't an economic development or workforce department for the city. And yet it is mm-hmm. because of the work that you're doing, this sort of ripple effect. Right. Can you just talk more specifically, not only about like working with our tech industry as it's starting to grow, but also, I mean, I'm, I just keep thinking about like all of the things that are occurring in San Antonio, this data uh, school at the university of Texas, San Antonio downtown, Um, The fact that we are seeing such a a push for these high demand jobs in our industries and tech seems to be one of them. It only makes sense then that the city of San Antonio, our our local government would say, oh, we need to put a stake in the ground on innovation and tech is that sort of where the office of innovation came from
1: um a little bit um but no okay great
0: (laughs) so i know nothing we we,
1: we are there now uh we are definitely there with regard to breaking down silos uh, within the city of san antonio departmentally wait a minute Um, there's
0: silos in the city of san antonio (laughs) and they're
1: not like you know intentional silos like i don't want to work with them but everybody has their line of business everybody has their priorities we see it everywhere yeah Yeah. yeah you know you i mean city government is you know very streamlined and and slim so uh, we have to figure out how to get our jobs done and that's kind of the end of the day that's right Um, From an innovation standpoint, um, we're really trying to help break down those silos and see how we can work in this ecosystem together. So also outside of the city of San Antonio, we're trying to work with our partners a lot closer. So we have CIPTEC SA program with Geekdom, which is tremendous. We're growing our partnership with TechBlock quite a bit, but also with the SmartSA partners. Um, So that's all the municipal agencies like CPS, SAWS, River Authority, VIA. Um, UTSA. I mean, we're we're growing that very quickly. We actually just met up with uh, Sweary today to see how we could partner with them. Okay. Uh, we're constantly trying to get that outreach out there that we're here to work with others, um, and I think that's something the city of San Antonio has wanted to do for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're they're taking a step out there to make sure that. Our focus is always about serving our customers, our communities, our constituents. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, we know we've got to change up how we do that in order to make it impactful.
0: Is that what the Office of Innovation is sort of charged with, is like, how do we make our service delivery. I we talk about it all the time. The city of San Antonio's mission statement. The fact that I have it memorized is ridiculous, but it just because I'm a nerd um, is uh, we deliver quality services toward a vision of prosperity for our diverse uh, and historic community. And I'm always I realize that I am biased, right? As the person who works at SA2020, it's also so profound then that in the city of San Antonio, our community wrote what the vision of prosperity should be. So how amazing it is, right, that our local government sort of has Mm -hmm. its uh, quote-unquote marching orders from the community it serves. So is the Office of Innovation's job to sort of make the delivery of those services better?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, So we do have... um Three different teams uh, right now. One of them's kind of tentative. We're building that. Okay. Um, but the first one, and the one we really started off of back in 2007, I think we were we were in the office of budget. Okay. Um, and we were originally the innovation and reform team.
0: Oh my goodness! Um, well, I also yeah. love that you're in the budget office, right? Yeah. So we're gonna innovate budgets. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna innovate yeah. dollars.
1: And so we were challenged, you know, by city managers um, to go through, our and department directors to go into departments okay. um, whenever they would identify a process was inefficient or ineffective. Got it. We would assess and then provide a recommendation. And we did that for a long time. That was our bread and butter. And it still is, you sure. know, to this day. That's, so just
0: fixing and like making processes more efficient. Right. Okay.
1: And we're trying to pivot that right now into what we're calling Innovation Academy, potentially. Okay. okay. Um, and so what we're trying to do is... Like we, I we have capacity to take on ten items on our work plan every fiscal year. Okay, and do that. Okay, what we're trying to do is instead of fishing for people, we want those departments to be able to fish for themselves. All right. Um, so we're training them on Lean Six Sigma, on workflow analysis, so that way they can do the work. We're still there as consultants sure. at the top level, yeah. but now we get to expand. I mean, out of the 40 departments, we could have 40 projects went on instead of just 10. Right. Also, the value that adds having a subject matter expert from that department working on it is invaluable.
0: And when you talk about processes, we're talking about like, um, hey, I'm having a trouble paying uh, for my SAWS bill or my CPS bill, and I'm going to call the Department of Human Services. Yep. Hey, how does the Department of Human Services process through that. That's okay. Got it. it. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. And then what is the other one? So
1: ones? the uh, the other one that's in place is uh, our smart cities program.
0: Explain that to me, because I have every time that I hear it, I'm like, we're all gonna get smarter. <laughs> smart cities.
1: <laughs> we're we're uh, so smart. So it's really about utilizing technology and data to improve our, uh, uh, to create a higher quality life for our citizens. Okay. You know that, and that doesn't mean I need every citizen to have a smartphone in their hand. I don't need my seniors to know how to work a computer. Okay. It'd be great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Right.
1: But that's not the end all be all. So what we've done with this over the past, um. 10 months uh, is create these challenges uh, that are based on proto-personas that are represented by demographics within our three innovation zones, which are Brooks, downtown, and the medical center. And those were designated by city council early last year. Okay. Um, So these challenges, we developed them because we didn't want to take some shiny piece of technology and implement it just because it's cool. Right. Uh, we didn't want to go off of what another city was doing and say, oh, that's cool. Let's do it. We wanted to make sure what we were implementing was impacting our most disadvantaged, our underserved, but also, you know, those are the, that are fairly well off. Yeah. We wanted to make sure that we were looking through the lens of equity that we were determined to look through by our mayor and our council mm-hmm. uh, throughout this process. Um, and that's something that a lot of other cities are looking at us and saying, oh, that's pretty cool. I always say, like, it, people say that San Antonio is behind the curve, and there's a gift to that because we get to look at other cities and say, let's do it a different way.
0: Right. They didn't do it the way that it potentially could have been done. Right. You just used the word equity, and I i know we joked about it earlier, mm-hmm. that the idea of like innovation and equity and resilience were like mm-hmm. tossing these words out left mm-hmm. and right, and what would it look like if we all had the same definition? I guess um, the city of San Antonio, through the Office of Equity, a few years ago, worked with community members uh, and uh, developed mm-hmm. and looked nationwide to sort of see what's the definition of equity and the one that has been used most frequently at the city that we at SA 2020 also adopted because we were like, hey, what if we all were saying the same Mm -hmm. definition really is about um, really focusing our resources and our uh, time and energy towards people's needs, basically Mm -hmm. understanding histories and challenges and needs, and then fixing, moving our resources to help in that space. So when you talk about sort of hey, we didn't just stick a shiny object, new technology because we wanted to. We used sort of very specific, we're looking at what are the needs of this community and mm-hmm. then attaching resources to that to see if we can make lives better. Right. That's very sort of right in line, right, with what the city has said that they, at least externally, every time we hear the mm-hmm. phrase e- equity lens, that they are advancing equity that's very specific to yeah. you.
1: And I was uh, I was a co-chair on the last bond package on Parks and Rec. Okay, And uh, that was an amazing thing to see you know, as that bond went through, it was a lens of equity that we're looking through every time. And it was like, which communities have have been underserved and neglected for the longest time? And right. I come from one of those communities. Sure. So it was really exciting to be a part of that then. And it's way more exciting to be a part of it now.
0: When you talk about sort of uh, the innovation zones, it was Brooks, downtown, and the medical center. I, I'm, obviously, we've got three separate areas of our community, three separate sort of histories and challenges and needs. Um, are you looking at three different types of – are you taking on one project per fiscal year? Or are you taking on 55? No. Pro- how is that working? Yeah,
1: one to 55.
0: Okay. You're, you're like, <laughs> okay. we do 155.
1: Um, so we're really – we're focusing on our capacity as we move forward. And okay. And let me, let me clarify uh, – six seven months ago that was the first time the city of san antonio hired somebody with smart city in their title okay um so we're really like kicking off this program okay from from the base base floor got it um but we really have three areas of focus when it comes to those innovation zones and smart cities overall okay and it's access to services so like solving that digital divide item that we always talk about sure that's one that we can reach outside the innovation zones because we have a lot of partners that are already doing that so we want to make sure we're working with them and not duplicating efforts
0: and when you talk about access to services is it only via digital or is it like hey access to services Mm -mm. meaning how would we make streets more access accessible etc
1: so our second focus area Uh is is mobility okay got it got it (laughs) but access to services is also access to government we want to make it easier for people to be able to access government and utilize what's at stake there okay and that goes for so as i mentioned smart sa our smart cities program is actually a partnership so we want to make it easier so if somebody calls the city of san antonio or 301 and says my power's out that 311 operator doesn't tell you to go call CPS, there's a seamless connection there that yeah. directs you right over. Makes total we want to figure sense. out how we implement that. Okay. So our second focus area is mobility. Last mile, first mile, sidewalks, all that good stuff we're trying to, and again, this isn't Tech, solely technology. This sure. is about finding an innovative way to approach these measures. Okay. Um, and then the last one is sustainability, air okay. quality, water quality, energy efficiency, all that stuff.
0: I appreciate sort of this, um, one, right. The, the fact that our job at SA 2020 is sort of do like a bird's eye view. Mobility has been a challenge in our community for many, many years. And now that we know our city is growing exponentially. And I always like to remind everybody that when we say growing exponentially, When we say we're going to double our population, it doesn't mean that another one million people are moving here from out of town. It means babies are going to be born and people are right where it means both. Um, But it also specifically raising sort of the red flag and saying, hey, we're having challenges in access to parks and green spaces, our first mile, our last mile, our complete streets, right? Um, and what what is the piece that the city can then sort of take? And then what are the partnerships they're creating? So I appreciate sort of this idea that a smart city... The smart city sort of program can't be implemented by the city alone.
1: Yeah, no, it, uh, it or by the one cannot. person
0: that you yeah. hired back seven months ago. I, I, with the yeah, smart city. Ab-
1: absolutely not. We we know we can't do it alone. I I say we work with quite a few different teams. My team within the office of innovation is very tremendously impactful for, for me sure, <laughs> personally, yeah. but, um, but we also work with our partners. I mean, first of all, funding is slim with city government. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> It's um, a
0: giant budget. You have so much money. <laughs> Why can't you just spend it all?
1: So we have to share the wealth, but we also share the benefits. You know, there's some energy efficiency items that we want to implement through smart cities that CPS may already be doing, or they've wanted to do. And mm. now we have they have a partner in that fight when it comes to via. I mean, it's a matter of, they get to work with us and we work with them on smart city approaches.
0: Yeah. It becomes sort of a continuum of care as like, hey, this is where we stop and you pick up. Um, The idea – I want to sort of give you the phrase that we hear about all the time, particularly as it relates to government, um, but also just in the nonprofit sector generally, is this idea of infinite resources and finite need Mm -hmm. um, that Mm -hmm. there's – or wait – Swap no, the way that. yeah
1: i got you <laughs> infinite
0: need wait infinite need finite resources there, go. there we yeah. go at some point i'll like have enough <laughs> coffee that i can actually host this in a real way um and i, I we're always sort of sh- struck by that right because we we know very clearly if we're paying attention to where we want to go as a community and what the data is telling us right what are, what are we seeing as far as indicators are concerned and where the need actually is that if we are focusing our resources in the areas of need then it becomes very specific to moving the needle on our mm-hmm. community vision um, when you talk about sort of your office and the office of innovation and making sort of things move more efficiently and effectively within the city of San Antonio mm-hmm. it feels also very very obvious, at least to me, that if we're making government function more efficiently and effectively, we are better able to use our dollars to Absolutely. impact need, yep. right? Yep. Do you, the innovation zones that you're talking about and then this the three sort of areas that you're really focused on, have y'all implemented anything within the innovation zones around those things that like somebody may have heard about or like, maybe a sentence was written that is like, oh, hey, I think I know what you're talking about?
1: I think there are pieces of items that have been implemented already that we tap into, yes. Okay. So, um, one of them is SA Trip, Okay. Um, which is something that TCI implemented a couple of years ago through the Smart Cities funding, Okay. Um, and basically, it's a traffic management system. Um, All right. So, they're slowly upgrading that to build on it, and, Brilliant. and we'll be utilizing that system as we build further out. But another one is the digital kiosk that you see around downtown and at the missions and in some of the parks.
0: Am I right in saying that I saw somewhere that that's like up for an award too, your digital kiosks?
1: It was, yeah. We were a finalist for IDC award.
0: What? Mm-hmm. What's IDC? Oh, I forget. or something. That. It's yeah, IDC. It's I important. Know. It was an important award. We
1: were just speaking to it's them fine. yesterday it doesn't, too. No, it's so. fine. It's <laughs> fine. I sorry it. asked it.
0: Um, we, yeah, we can edit that out in post. <laughs> there's no post. Um, <laughs> <That's> fine, <right? laughs> it's fine. Um, the uh, Your digital kiosk is, explain that a little bit, because where are they located? They're just in those innovation zones?
1: No, no. They're, okay. they're not just in the innovation zones, but they are in the innovation zones. They're also there. Yeah. So we have them at two of the missions. We got 30 in total being installed. I okay. think we have about 19 installed now. Okay. Many of them are downtown, uh, but basically they're for wayfinding. Um, and they have a geo proximity feature on them. Okay. So basically, within two miles, it'll, it'll indicate what's the closest. So it's almost like Yelp on your phone when you try to do my current location. So if
0: I want a restaurant or if I want a bus station or yep. whatever, it's all right there mm-hmm. in this digital kiosk. Yep. Yep. Okay. And um, then
1: also, we get air quality, uh, temperature monitoring off of them. So there's some sustainability items that these kiosks are already providing insight into.
0: Did you, so I uh, I appreciate it. My brain just went poof for just a second. So that's why I had a momentary pause. I... Listen, I I ad- I am a an adopter of technology, right? Uh-huh. I I sort of had to be, right? Uh, coming up through elementary school and into high school, it was like sort of coming out, right? I got my first cell phone at nineteen. It was a flip <laughs> phone. It was amazing. I still have that same number. Nice. So shout out to anybody who had my number at nineteen. <laughs> That's still the same. Um, but now you have to know technology, and we have such a digital divide in San Antonio, not only are we not not just in what is available to a person in their own home, right? We right. It's like one in six people don't have a computer in their home, uh, then one in five don't have access to the internet. Right. Um when we talk about sort of smart cities and digital work and getting people connected to technology, I realize you can't solve that with sticking a smartphone you in everyone's it. hands. You got it. What, do you, what do we do? What are the yep. innovative ways in which we can make this happen? So we
1: look at it with um, three legs of the stool, I think somebody said one okay. time. Uh, I don't like to do that. Um, so <laughs> uh, one is infrastructure. So do you have access to broadband Infrastructure-wise okay. within your neighborhood or your community.
0: Are there lines yep. there that you yep. can actually plug into? Got it. The
1: second one is access to devices. Can you afford to ha- to get a- own a device? Okay. So a laptop, smartphone, or whatever. Sure. And then the third is knowledge. Yes. Knowledge of use. If I throw somebody a uh, Wi-Fi access and then a smartphone, do they know what to do with it? Are they going to be able to utilize it for what they need? Right. Um, I mean, and- if they're
0: five years old, yes. Because you stick an <laughs> iPad in controls. a kid's hand and they're like, let me show you how to hack yeah. Rackspace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how'd you do that with the iPad?
1: So yeah. that, so that's our first step in that digital divide, that access to services. Uh, we're working with UTSA right now, uh, along with Saha, because they've been doing digital divide work for a while. Uh, but we're working with them tandem um, in order to do a digital divide assessment. Okay. We haven't really done an assessment on what that digital divide looks like in San Antonio proper. We get the census kind of reports and everything, yeah, right. but we're going to hit the ground running. And one of the first steps into that is to inventory what we already have. Okay, There's been many entities that have done this study before. But they're all over the place. They're in those silos. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And so I feel like our team has taken it on to say, let's join all this together. Let's figure out what the baseline is before we start trying to address the solution. You're
0: basically saying, like, let's asset map. Where Mm -hmm. are our lines drawn? Like, who has potential access to? Is that Mm -hmm. sort of where you're going? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then when... I, I again, I'm, I realize that the city of San Antonio is sort of with your team really sort of taking the lead on this, but I'm assuming like with multiple partners. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, we work uh, with
1: DHS, Metro Health, and everybody right, else. Right. And then I'm <laughs>
0: the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas. and Yeah, Jordana you know,
1: Barton's great. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, every time that I think about Jordana Barton, who's like the digital person, um, she's on our board at SA 2020, awesome. and um, I, Every time that I say her name, particularly in like spaces where people are interested in tech or digital, anything, their eyes light up and they're like, but Jordana Barton. And I'm like, I know she's she's like a legend. Uh, She
1: definitely is. Right.
0: So I – What what's next? Like we've got fiscal. So we know that the city uh, is in a runoff now. I'm I'm not going to talk about or will be in a runoff potentially when this uh, podcast airs. We may already have. We may have already selected our council and mayor. Um, And then they come in and say, now let's set priorities for the budget. Mm We know that there's a five-year forecast on the budget for the city of San Antonio that could very well see us losing millions of dollars due to state and federal changes. Um, What happens to, like, Office of Innovation as – Again, we go back to sort of infinite need, finite resources, but what happens as the budget gets crafted? How does the Office of Innovation sort of set priorities for the next several years? Our
1: mission stays the same. Okay. Um, Our mission stays the same. We may have to shift around in capacity of what we do and how we do it. Uh, We'll definitely have to explore, you know, any kind of uh, available grants out there, but that's an opportunity for us to explore partnerships outside of the city of San Antonio. Um, I I, I tell my team, you know, they're concerned about budget. And I tell them like we're still going to do the work. That's our job. Right. We're going to do gonna the work, and we're going to have a great time doing it, and we're going to make an impact, and we're going to do it with our community. Um, that's all we can do, right? You know? and,
0: and you're the Office of Innovation. You can innovate dollars. Exactly. I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, I am curious because you're new-ish to the city, yeah. right? You're new-ish to public service and right. the bureaucracy of mm-hmm. working in the city. Um, and I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tread lightly because also you're in the city, so I know there are questions you cannot answer. It's fine. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, as a guy who came from the military, mm-hmm. heavy bureaucracy, right, right very mm-hmm. hierarchical, yeah. into the corporate sector, right, into sort of neighborhood development, and now into the city, what is your uh, your own personal experience in, like, being in this sort of space? Like, do you, do you find that there's ways to maneuver around it? Is it good that you're sort of a non-lifetime uh, bureaucrat? Like, what?
1: Uh, yes. So I do. I do like that. My team is, you know, fairly out of the seven people in my office. Two of us have been there longer than seven months.
0: OK, got um,
1: it. So, you know, it's it's good to have that fresh perspective. And the city of San Antonio is really good about embracing that. Uh, of course, there was some hesitation coming in. Yeah. I thought I was going into a bureaucracy, but I mean, I knew city managers, you know, and I knew how they worked and mm-hmm. they were great. They were exactly what I expected. It was it was terrific. I, I, I'm i I'm enjoying the job and my team's being allowed to do their work. Um, there's trust and faith there. And also, I mean, it's within one of our core values is teamwork. And yeah. i have seen that day to day. If you can't witness anywhere else, the amount of teamwork done by the city of San Antonio, stop by the Migrant Resource Center.
0: Oh, that have you been? You've, yeah, I'm assuming
1: we've served two weekends already. We're actually helping them with process improvement right now. Oh, We're wow. We're doing that on top of the workload we already have. Okay. And, and I mean DHS is stretched very thin. There, Metro Health is stretched very thin. So I mean, and that's a thing where all the departments have come together and donated time, donated efforts to that. And yeah, I've been reading.
0: I've been reading a lot about um, sort of how the city is like. People are just tapping in and volunteering. Um, the Migrant Resource Center, obviously in San Antonio, Texas, out of we sort of knew that this wave of people were going to be coming through, but asylum seekers Mm -hmm. who have been dropped off at our bus station, who are now just trying to figure out where to go next. And it's upwards of 200 people a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And San Antonio has sort of embraced um, what's going on and said, come, we will take care of you. And we will worry about sort of, federal dollars later right now we just want to make sure you're fed and you have someplace safe to sleep which i really super appreciate about san antonio generally um i'm i'm mildly uh there's my brain is sort of on fire because we've talked about 555 things (laughs) and just started like no 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 it's so good we're trying to like draw (laughs) lines between all of them because we believe right like everything is connected in some capacity Mm -hmm. when um when you're talking more specifically about the fact that your team is brand new, I, I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that over the course of the last several months, the city of San Antonio as an institution has gone through several changes. There was elections. Right. There's been a change in city management. Um has that what has that? Do you feel that in the city of San Antonio? I mean, I feel like outside of it, all we hear is like what's in the paper, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious what it feels like internally because that's a major organizational change.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, city management at San Antonio has always been tight. They've always been a very close uh, knit group,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and you can see that as it transitioned from Cheryl Scully, Cheryl Scully to Eric Walsh. Um, you know. Eric's been there for over two decades. Yeah, I know. It's not a matter of you know, like he's new coming in.
0: (laughs) Who's this guy? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) So, So,
1: um, but there's there's definitely a you know a shift. I mean, it's a new personality. It's it's a new tone. It's new leadership. But uh, I think it's the same values that we hold dear to, and we're still serving our community.
0: (laughs) If you were to um, like somebody's listening and sort of hearing about uh, the Office of Innovation for the first time, or even some of the other like city services that are going on, what are the things that you sort of give is like a call to action for our community?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, join into the solution. So, um, you know, as Neighborhood Association president for a while there, yeah. and I'll take off my city badge right now.
0: Yeah, you have to take it off. <laughs>
1: um, you know, there was a lot of complaints, you know, it's always emails and calls and texts. And, um, and one thing I asked from my my neighbors was, you know, provide constructive criticism. Yeah. And if you don't know the solution, at least understand that I may not have the answer and help me find that answer.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but don't come at me in an aggressive manner saying you need to do this. It's, it's a matter of we need to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of incorporate that we into everything that we do mm-hmm. all the solutions all the challenges the issues we have in our city uh, keeping keeping that mindset that you're gonna have to be a part of that solution we yeah. all have
0: to yeah we talk about it a lot and we've in these podcasts have said sort of we are all part of the systems we seek to change and what does that mean right yeah. if I'm an individual in a cog of a right like this giant system how am I to ever make or create change and it yeah. also stems from how do I present sort of solutions how do I break down down silos within how do i check my ego sometimes yeah. Yeah. Um, so i yeah i'm curious about the guest brings forth solutions, and that can come in the form of coming to public meetings or coming to calling your city council member. Yeah. Is that sort of yeah. where you're going with Just it? Just
1: be willing to work with somebody. Okay. You know, be willing to not always be the combatant, but be on the on the side of the fight.
0: <laughs> How does somebody say, hey, Brian, I feel like I live in an innovation zone or I live outside of an innovation zone, and I have an idea? Yeah. Um, how does somebody give that to you?
1: So we do have a Tech essay program. Okay. Uh, Explain
0: that Tech yeah, essay. Yeah.
1: So Tech essay ranges from six to 12 to colleges, universities, to startups, uh, to, uh, residency. Um, and what we do there is we allow citizens to come in and we present challenges, um, and they present solutions and there's possibility for procurement on some of these and some of them like we you know you may be able to start up a startup from that. Um, so that's one option okay uh, We're currently exploring a new opportunity for residents to come in and present their challenges and then help us find solutions. And this is maybe a formal program. Okay. We're still trying to figure out if uh, if it's going to take flight. Okay. Uh, we're about You too-
0: launched it here first. I heard it. Uh, I heard that you launched uh, it. Yeah. It's- <laughs> 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 I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. But yeah, we're exploring that because we know that, you know, folks want to be a part of the solution, but you have to have the capacity within the city of San Antonio to do that. No kidding. Yeah. And so we're trying to create that capacity. And, you know, I, I think everybody within the city of San Antonio wants that to happen.
0: Okay. I will assume, that this new program which is yet to be launched will have sa somewhere in the title because we're obsessed with i I
1: don't know i don't know
0: i I, I keep telling everybody i'm like we launch everything and it's always got sa attached to it at some point we're gonna put sa on it um i I may change my name to molly sa just to see if it gets picked up as like a campaign um okay so you've got the civ tech program if i and then there could be a new program coming but in general three one one sa Three one one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about yeah. the fact that three one one is now an app.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? So, so that was created here in San Antonio by City Flag. Um,
0: I know. Yeah, go
1: City Flag. Um, but they created an app 311 sa, and it basically add game of it added gamification to an app um, where people could report. But, I
0: thought you were gonna the... say Game of Thrones, and I was like, oh, it's going, it's going viral right now. <laughs>
1: you never know how it's gonna end. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it adds a level of gamification, and they've seen a high turnout from that. So I think TC our uh, code has. Said that they have ninety-seven percent success rates on correcting the issues that are reported through it, uh, which is amazing. It's good for code because it's easy for them to identify the issues, but it's also good for them because they get to report back successes, which hasn't been the case before. Right? Yeah. So I think that three one one SA app is something that it it's a example of how citizens can be engaged. And that
0: came out of Civ Tech SA. It came out of no,
1: no, it did not. No, This was.
0: It was just mm-hmm. sideways to that, like, hey, I, we think I we think have it an came idea. Out ABLDP That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the Alex Bracigno Development yeah. Wait Leadership Development Program out of the Hispanic Chamber. Boom. Man, look at that! I got all my <laughs> letters. Um, so I think what's really interesting too is this idea that uh, the city, at least as the Office of Innovation goes, I'm I, I feel like I have to say working with the city is sometimes incredibly frustrating. Um, right. Like i I'm saying that as a resident, right. That it's sometimes I'm like, i who am I supposed to call? I don't. Really understand it. Right. Um, and so for, for you to say, hey, w- instead of calling and being upset, like we're also all trying. We're yeah. all we're yeah. all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. City of okay. San
1: Antonio's 12,000 employees. I think it was like 16,000 during the summer.
0: Well, then why can't all 12,000 fix my problem?
1: <laughs> I, I know. I oh, know. I can't all
0: 12,000 of you fix the pothole. I don't understand. Yeah, well, we're working on
1: it. We're working on it.
0: <laughs> we um, consistently across the board when we think about city budgets, et cetera, when we talk about priorities, what rises to the top almost every single time is streets and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. That's like typical, right? right. Um, Is that something that you feel, and I know that mobility is one of your sort of pillars in Smart SA, is that something that your office is sort of like, is it piquing your interest Mm -hmm. as like, how can we do more stuff around innovation? Um,
1: We know that the the uh, solutions that we implement have to be connected in some form or fashion. I mean, okay. it, it's the same when I was on the VIA board is, you know, yeah, we can add a bus line, but how do people get to the bus stop uh, if their sidewalks don't exist? Right,
0: or, right. You know? Exactly. So, uh,
1: it, it's an issue. I mean, when we talk about micro mobility, so the scooters downtown yeah. and everybody complains about them being on the sidewalks. Well, I need infrastructure on the streets to actually have them go down. That's right. And then I have some cyclists that complain about the scooters being on the street in the bike lane. I'm like, well, right. I mean, well, I gotta, right. I gotta <laughs> how gotta do we gotta we gotta work together. But yeah.
0: what's the, I don't. Oh. <laughs> but the, but
1: that's where that's where we work really closely with TCI and we work with Metro uh, Alamo Area Metropolitan Planning Organization. Yeah. I mean, this is where those partnerships come into play to connect the dots and say, okay, how do we all work together and figure out the solution in one, you know, kind of flowing step.
0: Yeah, and I think we've. Uh, got got to be better at celebrating incremental change.
1: For sure.
0: Um, and saying, we still have work to do, but hey, look at how far we've come.
1: Yeah. Everything all right. can be solved tomorrow.
0: We, well, <laughs> what, but why not? There's 12,000 employees, Brian. I think you could solve it if all 12,000 were working on it. I'm just saying. Um, Thank you so much for coming in here. My pleasure. And, thank like, you for having me. regaling us with <laughs> all the things. Um, Everything that you heard about today can also be found online at klrn.org slash the story goes. Um, and, uh, you know, be part of the solution. Absolutely. Think we, not me.
1: Yeah. I love it. <laughs> we just made
0: t-shirts.
1: <laughs>